show either. All right. Shut the fuck up. This Hello. is Bad Pipes Podcast. My name's Andrew, nope. and today I got... I'm so excited. I I got a, I got a good friend of mine, and we're going to be talking about Evil Dead today. And that friend is uh, Matt. Matt, say hi. Hey, what's up, everybody? Scott's here, too. Yeah, hi. He's always there. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. There's a couple episodes I'm not in. Scott's that old, old. Matt's the new, new. Yeah. Scott's in there. He's in the corner. Oh, uh, what's what's the uh, one? It's like uh, Scott. Scott no longer my friend. Matt's my new best friend. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. He's. I hated when you did that shit. That shit was so annoying. <laughs> that was uh. I don't know. Internet historian has a whole video about that meme. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember what exactly it was. I just I it vaguely like, remember it. It was like an I think it was an Indian dude, and it was like uh, I'm not even gonna pretend to say a name here. It's just like friend one is no longer my best friend now. Friend two or something like that. Yeah. Literally what you said. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, normally, uh, normally yeah, the right. format of the show. Friend. Friendship ended with Mudasir. Now Salah Salman is my best friend. That's right. And That's it's like mean. it's like bad word art over a picture of them shaking hands and then like two little pictures of his ex best friend in the corners yeah, with well, X's over them. You need to show me that shit because I'm I'm, um, I'm I'll send now. it. I'm gonna send it in the I'm gonna send it right now. I'm gonna send it in the chat in the general. Yeah. Anyway, uh There it is. <laughs> to, stop, to stop this two-minute discussion of a meme from like hey we don't have news ago. we don't have news so like let's just we do don't meme have reviews. news today we don't have news so let's just do meme reviews all right meme reviews okay everyone who's uh, watching our podcast which is only audio uh friendship ended with mudas here now salman is my best friend x is over pictures of uh mudas here or mudas here dude Mudasir, I think. I, I just want to know what he, he did. Here's the thing. He's trying too hard with the red polo. He wants everybody's attention. It's just too much. First off, we're, you're talking we're with shit about Mudasir, and I'm I'm telling you now, it's you're gonna look like a fool, okay? Because in the end, friendship was restored with Mudasir, okay? You don't know the storyline. I know the storyline. I watched well, the internet historian video. Oh well, I'm glad they're God. okay. Yeah. Because Salman's jawline is just, like, intrusive. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I hate this. We're going to talk about Evil Dead now. Because we actually are primarily a film podcast. Wait, we're skipping news? Yeah, there is no news. The The news is that... P. Diddy ordered the assassination of Tupac Shakur, and that's what the dude they arrested in Vegas is claiming. What? Oh, he—that's just what he's saying. Okay. The dude who was arrested is claiming that that Allegedly. P. Diddy, that P. Diddy, paid him a million dollars in 1996 to murder Tupac. Allegedly. Allegedly, and with inflation, that one million is would be worth two million today. Damn. Yeah. So yes. Wild. Scary stuff. Scary, scary. 
You think you did it? Are, are we done with the news? You think you did it? Uh, I don't. I think, you know what? I think I think you did. I, oh my god. I okay. This bit. Evil Dead. <laughs> Evil Dead. <laughs> that we actually care about who killed Tupac fucking 20-something-odd years later. I know, that's the thing. Like, it took us 20... 26 years to figure this shit out. That's insane to me. Because right now it just seems so fucking obvious. But... <laughs> Maybe they're trying to make a Netflix document docu-series about it or something probably probably why it's taking so long yeah i guess that could be it all right but on the real uh evil dead is an important series to me um for the spooky hollow halloween october season uh because uh eventually i named my dog after bruce campbell you know yes in Evil Dead, his name is Ash. His name is Ashley Williams, but people call him Ash. And uh, I didn't know that. My dog is. Um, her name is Ash. I didn't know that's the origin. If Shelby was here, oh, okay. she would be vehemently arguing with me. She would say, "No, her name is Ash," because the only name we could agree on was Ash. Well, yeah, but well, that from from your side, you were naming her after Ash Williams. So raises just be- my eyebrows and smiles and nods a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, fair. You know what? All right. It's a so, good name. It's a good name. Uh, Scott, this is your first time watching these, right? Uh, I think only the. F- I think I s- had seen two and Army of Darkness in passing on television because I remember a lot from those both. All right, so, but it was my first time. I, I don't remember any of the original Evil Dead. Yeah, um, makes sense. They definitely would not have shown it on TV. <laughs> yeah, uh, without heavily editing it, I guess. Um, being as it's your first time, what it, what is your for your? Uh, <laughs> I forgot how to talk. Fuck. Um, what's Evil Dead? What's it about? It's about Ash Williams learning about himself and finding his inner hero. Oh, that's what it's about. (laughs) You took like such a literary stance with that. I feel like that was like, um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's about the forest is really horny. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god he's so intellectual hey man uh the forest is full of a lot of wood brother dude i i'm just saying and evil, it will beat you down baby in the first one and the second one the forest is really horny because anytime a girl walks in the forest the vines are just going places dude the forest fucks apparently i don't know about i don't know about you but every time i, I go about, to the forest i'm in a forest say, i'm like damn this forest fucks well, I, I was gonna say, I don't, uh, maybe it fucks, but I don't know about consensually. I mean, I don't know it's... if it fucks, but it certainly smashes. God. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh. All right, yeah, let's let's smashes. keep our discussion to the first movie for now. Okay, right? okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, what is it about? It's about uh, Ash's 
descent into madness. It's about the Necronomicon being a thing. And demons entering our world. Possessing people. Yep. All because we want to listen to recordings. Yeah. Bastards. I mean, sometimes you just got to record something so you know what you're actually thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But this is also to anybody who listens, beware of the recordings you listen to. Yeah, our one <laughs> Berlin listener. Don't pick up any uh, tapes in a cabin in the woods in Tennessee and uh, start listening to them. Yeah, anywhere in America. That shit is cursed. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, Ash, I believe it's his younger sister... And then also his girlfriend, who those are different characters, uh, his younger sister and his girlfriend. And I think his friend and her, his, his friend's girlfriend? girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Scott. Yes. You're the Scott to my ash. Thanks. I, I was going to say, um, you know what? Scott's not here tonight. He died in the cabin. I'm Greg. His face melted off. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I actually listened to some uh, interviews with Bruce Campbell about the production of this. So basically what happened was it was supposed to be a six-week shoot, which is pretty standard for films and things. They actually made it a 12-week shoot. And uh, it was a grueling experience from the way they described it. Cause it was like Bruce Campbell and the three, uh, actresses in the movie. And, uh, it was just like, even though the movie is a horror movie, it was like, uh, behind the scenes, them just like being put under like incredible duress to make this movie. Yeah. Um, like, like, I could see that. Like, Bruce Campbell had a story about being so covered in uh, the fake blood that it was, like, drenched through his clothes, and he actually couldn't get the clothes off. <laughs> Dude, I was going to say the amount of fake yeah, the blood. the amount of fake blood is insane. Yeah. yeah. No, they, yeah. Uh, they, went, they went over the top of it. Yeah, I love that scene where he finally goes down into the basement and the pipe breaks. It's yeah, it's just flooding, it's just gushing. You know how they did that? How? Alright, they had the pipe, right, and it falls, you know, and then starts like pouring blood on him. It was attached to a fifty five gallon drum of fake blood. Oh my and the God. whole thing came flooding out on him. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> because um, he, he was joking too about like years later he was working with a girl who was like 18 and she's like oh this fake blood is terrible and he's like she had a spot on like her neck and like her nose and he's like yeah whenever you have to stand under a 55 gallon drum come come get me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no I mean the practical effects in this were, were were pretty decent especially for the time um pretty sometimes it is i can see where it was like okay we're gonna make this horror movie and then it just like became comical because it's like yeah you have like some of the like practical effects like i I think the first thing i was like stabbing like stabbing the ankle it's just like like the blood it's very obviously a fake ankle 
and foot. And like you just have this like pencil oh, yeah, pushed pencil, in there. Like, in and like swirling around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I can kind of see where it borders comedy and like some of the some of the use of the practical effects and just like it's ridiculousness. Yeah. But what's kind of funny, right, is like it feels like a low budget indie movie. Um, but they do a lot of really interesting things. Like a lot of the cinematography is actually pretty good. And I would say more reminiscent of like almost turn of the century, like 2000 ish cinematography. Um, Sam Raimi hadn't like quite got the style down on those like really quick cuts that he became kind of famous for later on, especially with the Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are scenes. Oh, I mean, we're not really talking about the second one yet, but like just talking about Sam Raimi as the director of these. Um, there are scenes in the second one and like the Doc Ock scene from Spider-Man 2 where his like tentacles are coming alive and there's all those fast cuts and like blood squirts on the wall and you just get like the image of that. Or like you, you get the image of like in the shadow on the wall the tentacle like slamming down into like a woman or something like that yeah uh, but all very fast cuts lots of motion and um if we ever get around to talking about like ash versus evil dead there's a lot of that in there and that's like that very refined sam raimi but you see glimpses of that in this like the the long kind of like single take shots of like the camera going through the woods and stuff and like over the water and like up in front of the stuff and wherever you see how they had to shoot that mm -hmm. uh it's actually really interesting because they had to put the camera on like a sled for like the forward ones but then he also filmed a lot of them in reverse so he would have like the camera and the sled uh tied to a guy basically and the dude would run so he'd like run through the house out if into the woods basically and then they would play it in reverse huh. um and if you don't know that it's actually really hard to pick out which of those scenes those are um, yeah interesting yeah so he, he was doing some pretty innovative techniques with the cinematography in this yeah no i i think i feel like i picked up some of that um some of like the film tricks they used and, and I definitely did notice uh, a lot of the uh, like the lack of like cutaway where, where they were doing like just uh, I feel like a lot of the chase scenes were like one shot of just like uh, like a long shot of like running through the woods or doing whatever or like I can't remember if it was was it I think it might have been the second one we can get into that where like uh, I think he like Ash is running back to the house and they're like going th like through all these rooms and like into like a, that narrow corridor like kind of between the walls or whatever. Um, and then the entire time like the camera's just like focused on him like chasing after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that one because he's like going back through the through the like really tight spot in the wall and whatnot. Yeah. Um, this first one's interesting too because it kind of. It's a take on like a zombie movie that's like more than a zombie movie. Like it has, it's not just like mindless undead. It's actually like, no, there's like malicious spirits 
yeah. with intent to do harm and not just harm, but like emotional and physical trauma, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, it's definitely more than your typical zombie movie because everyone who comes into the picture, all of Ash's friends, um, and everyone there, they're like getting possessed. It's these spirits that are like playing games with them because like they'll go between the uh, like that zombified form and the old form to like kind of like play with his emotions. Yeah, and that becomes like a facet of the series too. Yeah, Matt, you've seen this before, right? Yeah, yeah. I especially like the. I feel like what I really like about this film is like, I feel like you can tell, although from what you've said, uh, Andrew, about like them having a grueling time in their filming. I don't know. I feel like it would just be fun to do these like weird, creepy things and say these weird, creepy things to people. Yeah. And not like you know? to get it twisted. It does seem like they all had a lot of like enjoyed the process of making it. Um, there were just yeah. facets of it where it was like we were trying to make this better and uh like so they're all from michigan right yeah and whenever they wanted to start filming it was like late fall and they were like oh well we don't want to film up here because it's like cold and fucking miserable we'll go down to tennessee yeah. so then they went down to tennessee and then tennessee that year had one of the coldest winters on record while michigan had one of the warmest winters on record um so like just the world it seems like contrived to uh give them a hard time making this um yeah, but yeah i mean it doesn't like everyone only has like good things to say about sam raimi except for bruce campbell who like jokingly will be like yeah we were friends for a year but i've known him for 40 years or something like that you know um yeah yeah which is just bruce campbell being goofy bruce campbell um yeah but yeah, it, it does seem like if you wanted to make a low-budget movie, it seems like horror is the way to go. And with them doing something like this, where it was like, the set is just a cabin in the woods. Uh, the effects are just going to be like fake blood, um, some makeup stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think I looked it up, and uh, the the film budget was like three hundred and seventy-five thousand, and I think it grossed like. 2.1 or 2.2 million in the box office. Yeah. If I remember oh, correctly, because I, I was looking those up earlier, so I was like, yeah, definitely got a big return on the initial investment. Yeah. It was very, very cheaply made and, you know, made a decent amount. I think all, if I looked up each one, and I'm pretty sure all three of these first three um, all, all had a decent profit. Yeah. I think, I think maybe it was number two that had the biggest one. I can't remember. That would make but. sense to me because like two still like three gets wild. Army of yeah, Darkness yeah. Just is like an off the wall take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking so goofy. My favorite scene from that is there's a well, point where let's, he's let's save three. Let's oh, save yeah, three. All right. yeah. Well, we'll we'll get around to three. We'll get around. Yeah, we'll to get three. there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll two and. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll so, let's let's we can uh, round out the first one here. Yeah, so tonally, one is like very much a like indie horror kind of movie that like kind of unintentionally has some aspects of humor. 
Yeah, well, uh, I was going to say, I, I don't think at any point I was watching this. I was watching this and going, this is so over the top. It's actually kind of funny. But at the same time, I didn't think they were actually trying to be funny. Like they, I, I felt like it wasn't meant to be comedic. It was something that was just like, this is ridiculous. And I'm kind of laughing about it. Yeah. Um, like, dude, when he cuts her head off with the shovel and the body falls on him and he's squirting yeah. blood in his mouth. Yeah. yeah. I laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but whereas, like, I think the, the further you get on the line, the more it is, like, they are actually just trying to go over the top with this. And well, it is comedic. Do we have anything else, like, specifically to say about this first one? Because the first one just kind of, like, sets up the other two, kind of. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really. I do feel like it was a good setup, and I feel like it was, like, I, I feel like it was just this... Again, like you said, like kind of this indie film, this low-budget indie film that they made that they didn't realize was going to become such a hit, and then it kind of like, you know, it, it was... Yeah, because if I remember right, they made it. They showed it at like a film festival, and then they sold the rights to it, and I think New Line Cinema bought the rights Yeah. Um, and did the theatrical release. So whenever they made two, they technically didn't own the rights to their movie, and that's why you get like the first half of the movie is kind of like a re like recap yeah almost yeah um and the second half plays out quite a bit differently <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so there's like something a little kind of funky going on with that but um that's like behind the scenes stuff uh overall i think i generally would recommend this with just like the little add-on of like it does feel a little dated yeah um not necessarily in a bad way but in like a if you don't like that kind of slower pacing of like late 70s ish movies you might be a little bored with this but like as far as just a horror experience i think it's good yeah no i, I think i'd recommend it yeah and it and it's one of like it's one of the ogs it's one of the like yeah i don't know especially the amount of blood used and like demonic possession it, it's like very in line with like like the exorcist had sort of that kind of like funny feel of their like liquid puke and blood effects yeah like this one <laughs> definitely covers that ground and is like a really good example of it almost practical feels, effects being silly yeah it almost feels like as a very like american identity in that and like it's there are aspects of it where you feel like it's taking itself too seriously and then there are aspects of it where you're like is this a joke <laughs> like yeah like there's a point where you're like there is so much blood this has to be funny, right? Like this has to be a joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, score out of ten. Score out of ten. Matt, score out of ten. Oh fuck! I didn't know we did scores. We yeah, score we're doing some scores. Oh, I saw that God. serious. Uh, for reference, right. for for reference, Andrew and I, anything that's a five or above is something we would recommend watching. Okay, so it's five like, or above, you recommend, and it's a yeah. scale out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's a solid seven. Like it's a solid seven, leaning towards an eight. Ooh. Hmm. 
I feel like it just holds a lot of it holds a lot of history, and I, I feel like Sam Raimi. It's this is one of his first films too, right? This was his first feature film. Yeah. It was his first feature. You know, it, yeah, it's he, like he it's made one a lot of those of short films before this. Yeah, it's one of those like you gotta have this watch under your belt, especially if you enjoy horror. Yeah, you know. You know, I think I'd give it like a six point seven. I'm gonna do a six point six. Ooh. Oh, six, oh, you six. guys are doing like points too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. you, you don't have to be. I'll, I'll figure it out as we go. I'll yeah. figure it out as yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like the surprise aspect. I'm gonna put yeah. like, I'm gonna do it to the hundredths on my next oh, yeah. one. So. Hey, yeah. what y'all got? All right, if we're going like zero to one hundred, then I'm gonna give it a six point six six. Never mind. I'm gonna give it a sixty six point six. That's what I went. That's what Damn. I have to say. Not a sixty six point six nine. Out of a thousand, I think I give it a six hundred and sixty six. Hell yeah, brother! Devil horns ride my black horse out into the inferno. <laughs> yes. Well, giddy up. All right, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2, a movie that fully parodies its first film. Well, real quick, for anyone who wanted to know, uh, The Evil Dead on Rotten Tomatoes, 86 from critics, 84 audience, pretty in line with each other. Okay, all right. So they give them, like, solid Bs. Yeah, so this one, this one, I was reading on Wikipedia. This one had some legal issues. Evil Dead Two did. Yeah. Right. What were the legal oh. issues? Or was it the first one? Hold on. I would think it would be this one with them having the issues with their rights and them not being able to like just recap Evil Dead. Yeah. Which they essentially do with their own little like liberties to push the sequel forward yeah um i swear i was because i was reading shit on wikipedia today about them too you're harsh my vibe with all this wikipedia talk brother sorry (laughs) you're harshing my vibe yeah i couldn't find anything on it okay Hi, I'm making this shit up. Ignore me. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, wow. What the hell? All right. So the first act plays out pretty seriously. And it's like, uh, I'm going to talk about it in two acts, right? And it's like Ash and his girlfriend at the cabin alone. And then it's Ash and the people who show up at the cabin. Yeah. I, I will say watching this one. It's like after I watched the first one, I was watching this one. And you have that first part come up where it's like rehashing what happened in the first one. But it was really confusing because I didn't realize that's what they were doing at first. So I'm like, yeah. I'm watching this like, oh shit. Why did this dumbass decide to go find another girl with the same name and take her to a very similar hey. cabin and do yeah. all this shit over again? <laughs> and yeah, then I realized yeah. well, they're just rehashing it. Bruce Campbell actually, in an interview, called it a re-sequel, right? Yeah. Uh, because like the first half is a remake um, but you could also play it as a sequel, right? Yeah. Um, he says at the scene where Ash is like flying through the air at the end of the movie or whatever. Uh huh. 
uh, or like where the, the thing takes him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then where this movie picks up where he is like flying through the air and then like hits the tree. If you like put those scenes together, like that's a more complete version of the story uh, is what he has said. So if you do that, it actually does play out pretty, pretty interestingly. Yeah. Um, I, I will have you know, uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. It does say re- sequel on a requel, a requel on the Wikipedia, <laughs> a requel, requel. Not a re-sequel, it's a requel, baby. Yeah, when you're stinky for the second time that day, requel. Damn. All right, so... You shit your trousers again? I smell like a requel out here. I've never pooped my pants. You're missing out. I won't accept these allegations, Matthew. Wait, wasn't it you who pooped in the ocean that one time, though? I've pooped my pants. No, that was... was... Oh, right, right. You weren't even there for that, dude. I wasn't. I was not there. You weren't even there, dude. You don't even know. All right, Damn. so... <clears throat> I think that the way this movie starts off, the way it did the remake aspect of the, the first act, I actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah. You get, like, a more meaningful sort of relationship between him and... uh. What's his girlfriend's name again? Uh, Judy. Judy. I think it was Judy, right? I don't know. Again? No, I got it. Two seconds. Uh, uh, Linda. Linda. Sorry. sorry. Linda. Linda. Yeah, I think Judy Linda. was a sister in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linda is uh, his girlfriend. Yeah. So you get like more of a fleshed out relationship between the two of them so then like whenever it kind of goes sour uh it feels it feels a little more you know yeah um and then having watched the first movie and then watching this one seeing him turn into one you're like what the fuck (laughs) yeah um like they really usurp your expectations there um yeah but good lord, do they introduce so many like comedic elements into this? Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely made to be more of a comedy than the first one. Yeah. So that's what, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, and I forget who the third guy was. It's like Rob something or other, who were like the three produ- like producers or whatever. Um, they were all like big. Uh, Rob Tappert. Yes, Rob Tappert. They were all big uh, Three Stooges fans. And that really comes through in this one and in Army of Darkness. Uh, Yeah. Very slapstick. Yes. The part where he's fighting his own hand. Yeah. Oh, Oh, amazing. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, it builds up to it, right? Where, like, he gets, what, bit in the hand, and then, like, it slowly starts doing weird things. Yeah. Just, like, grabs his face. Yeah, that's like smashing dishes across his head. Yes. Just going all out with it. And then like when he finally achieves victory over his hand by using a chainsaw to cut it off. And you get that scene of his like 
insane grin with the blood getting sprayed up on his face and then he's like screaming in pain at the same time that's just like that's just a good fucking scene yeah yeah oh yeah yeah and then of course yeah 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 i said and then of course the he eventually cuts off his fucking hand and we get the classic chainsaw on the hand yeah yeah that does come in this movie it's just like it's one of the most recognizable aspects i feel like of this series is i was gonna say it definitely ash with the chainsaw hand i feel like it even became a trope in a lot of like uh, other franchises or different media across time like like the the you know chainsaw hand yeah. sort of thing um yeah i don't know it's something it's something that i feel like i've seen in other media definitely oh, yeah. i i know we i know we talked about this before andrew when we did escape from la and escape from new york but uh you know the, I think in the 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 dude, uh, whatever his name is, the dude from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Hostel Gatto, he is literally Snake Plissken from the Escape series, and Ash Williams combined into one action hero type character. Yeah. Yeah, so. I remember us talking about. It. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go through like iconic heroes, right? <laughs> Ash is definitely in there. A dude with like a full chainsaw hand and a a double barrel shotgun is that's iconic. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like I I feel like for Bruce Campbell himself, like the chin. I mean, I I really I really it's hard for me to think of a lot of different films that like i think oh that's a bruce campbell film you know it's like evil dead every evil dead it's like bruce campbell he's gonna be in it he's gonna be part of it and it it, so much so it's it is hard for me to think about any other film he's been in really i guess i'll fucking imbd him but i mean he hasn't i'm sure he's been in tons uh bubba hotep that one's worth a watch. It's got a similar vibe to this. Uh, just some like real off the wall kind of shit. Um, not definitely not as crazy as the Evil Dead series, but like it's still a little wacky. Um, yeah, but every time you see, every time you see him in a film, you're like, that's Ash Williams. That's the guy from Evil Dead. Yeah. You know, every time. Yeah, I mean, I think the only role he like really disappears in is uh, Escape from L.A., where he pops up as the like head plastic surgeon of the Malibu or whatever it is his title is, and yeah. uh, I he's got like L. the Titan back face, but he still has that like powerful jawline, and um, he, I mean, he's still playing a wacky character. I think he always is kind of drawn to those like wacky, silly kind of yeah. characters. No, I, I feel like anytime I see Bruce Campbell, I will think of Ash Williams. Just how anytime I see Kurt Russell, I will mostly think of Snake Plissken. 
Although yeah, Kurt Russell, really? Kurt Russell has Kurt Russell has so many other iconic roles as we as we I as I is, as I now know. For me, growing up watching Stargate so many times, I think Kurt Russell for me is Jack O'Neill. Ah, uh, fair. Like him with that short military cut and the uh, like the desert sunglasses, like that's who he is to me. Yeah. <laughs> or the other side of that, like my more mature take, is he is. Uh, What's his name from Tombstone? Oh, uh, yeah. Big mustache, longer hair. No. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Great. Yeah. Oh, but well. yeah, no, like Girl in that vein good. of like iconic heroes. Uh, Yeah, definitely like Snake Plissken uh, or maybe even anti-heroes because like Snake Plissken, is, he, he does the right thing for like personal reasons. Uh, yeah. Ash Williams. And that's a facet we can talk about with these movies. Uh, Ash in the first movie is utterly powerless against his circumstances. Yeah. Everything he tries to do, just like more things go wrong, basically. Um, in this yeah. one, that's like comedically played on for the first act. Like uh, the audio recording gets read, uh, things start going wrong girlfriend dies gets beheaded again her headless body tries to fucking chainsaw him he has to chainsaw his own hand off um yeah i i will say that was like the first moment where i was like this is hilarious uh was his uh, was was linda's like uh, body rising from the grave and just doing a full-on dance with no head <laughs> Oh man, and then the de- the head scene too is just so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. When he just like jabs the fucking chainsaw th- or slices it down through her fucking beheaded he's got body, it in a and she's like vice too, and he's like yeah. talking to it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's so it's you can kind of see him like laughing and smiling too, like. Or I, I feel like I wouldn't, I couldn't help but do that if I was like in this scene in this like floppy ass titty ass fucking body is just like roll like flailing around with a chainsaw through it, just this hitting me. Decayed. I would just be like, this is ridiculous because it's it just like if this is the thing about these films too is like the practical effects with how much like special effects and cgi shit there is this day these days and how realistic it can be it's just like one of those moments where hindsight you just can't help but laugh you're fucking interesting is that this movie and the next movie have a good bit of stop motion but i guess you could also say the first one does with like the decomposition effects with the bodies at the end of the movie yeah oh yeah um i didn't even think about that with the first in the first one yeah, so, like, all three of these movies make use of, like, I guess you could say, like, some puppeteering, but also, like, uh, stop motion. Um, God, dude, I cannot wait to talk about Army of Darkness when we get there. But, uh, yeah, like, this one this one also starts to introduce, like, much larger aspects, like, more, in my mind, like, Hollywood kind of things. Um, like the big tree hand, I think, reaching in at the end of the movie, or uh, or even like the scene of um, in the second act, uh, the one girl who like tries to run through the woods, getting like 
grabbed up by the vines and then just like dragged a ludicrously long distance through the woods to then just get like smashed against a tree. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, that was excessive. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wow, we could have saved some time in this in the total runtime, but yeah, it just adds to that comedic effect of like, oh, okay, this, this is this kind of movie. I mean, in, in regards to her <laughs> running through the forest, the forest is still horny. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, that forest is always going to be full of wood. Yeah. Because trees are made of wood, Matt. You Did would. Did you know that? You fucking would. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Matt, what's your favorite kind of wood? Balsa. <laughs> Balsa in your mouth, dude. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like balls. All right, this is a stupid bit. Uh, how, did you, how, did, how did that work out so well? That's my... That's my... You, that was you not fucking, fucking You fucking hurt. fell for it. You fell for it. That's what, that's what happened. It, this man knows me too well. He knows I'm going to go for the low-hanging fruit. Um, all right, so, like, do you guys have any, like, other kind of, like, major talking points for this one? Because mine are just, like, the fact that they went, let's not make a direct, like, sequel kind of movie out of this. Let's straight up parody the original and build on it. I liked it. It's very good. Yeah. I, yeah. I liked I, it. I, I liked it, and I like it even more because of what Army of Darkness is, which we're going to transition to. Yeah, right? I, I was going to say, Sam yeah. Raimi knew exactly what the fuck he was doing when he went, yeah, we're just going to throw the fact that um, like Ash was like a hero from like the 1300s into the fucking Necronomicon pages that they're like going through. And they're just like, yeah, it's the hero. He just like appeared from the sky back in like the 13, like the medieval ages. And I was like, damn, he fucking knew. Like, he was going to write a sequel to this movie yeah. where Ash went back in time. Yeah. Well, him and his brother. Yeah, well, I, one yeah. thing I love, and I realize this because I watched this on Amazon. Uh, where they like, like his family is in like every fucking scene and playing like two thirds of the characters of these. Oh, I was going to say his, I think it's his brother, Ted, who plays the possessed mother of, of Annie. <laughs> And I, I was just like, I, I paused it because I'm watching it on Amazon. I paused it and it was like, oh yeah, Ted Raimi is like possessed Henrietta. And I was like, no fucking way. He had his own brother play uh, the, the fucking mom. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, I Ted, didn't know that. Ted yeah. actually becomes a little bit of a character in the Ash vs. Evil Dead series too. So, um, not that we watch that or are going to talk about it, but like he continues to do that with his movies. Uh, it's also like a little bit of like trivia, Sam Raimi trivia, I guess. But the car is the same car in all of these movies, and he actually finds a way to put that car in every movie he makes. Ah, I love it. Oh my god. Yeah. You gotta love. You gotta love the metalore. You know. Yeah. Hey, the car. Movie metalore is the car is the most important character. Do that. Um, Matt, out of ten, Evil Dead Two. Mm. Scott, out of ten, Evil Dead Two. Seven. Yeah, you gotta give me a second. Point three. 
Mine's gonna be a seven point eight. I'm a. I'm gonna split the difference. I'm gonna be a seven point five 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 six. Repeating. Oh. No, I'll take it. Not repeating. I'll take it. All right. Sweet. So at the end of Evil Dead Two, Ash gets pulled through the Necronomicon portal. He does. Into yeah. the thirteenth century. As one where does. Where they're wearing full plate armor, which didn't show up until the Renaissance. Yes. But that's a forgivable detail. <laughs> because the siege at the end of the movie, I think, is actually a pretty accurate siege. I can't with you. I fucking... <laughs> I can't. I can't I, handle I it. I mean, I was just going to say that the siege at the end... I, I just want to know why he decided to copy Peter Jackson and the, the, the and Helm's the two Deep. Two like, yeah, dude, 100%, 100%. He, he just said like let me steal from let me steal from Tolkien here and just steal the the you know the siege of Helm's Deep. Yeah, because time doesn't matter. Time doesn't uh, matter. No, no, no. Yeah, time doesn't matter. And sequence of our reality and sequence of <laughs> Evil Dead reality doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, 100% agree. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> so, uh, let's say, like, first half of the movie. What's your favorite scene? Oh, my God. Okay, so this is what I wanted to start off with. So, here, like, is... everything before the, uh, like, cemetery. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> or I guess the windmill, because the windmill is, like, his the true beginning of him on his own um so like everything before that i guess what's your favorite scene uh when he shoots a shotgun and everybody's just like he's a hipster <laughs> i'm just like i feel like that's how it would go down 100 percent. just like the most ridiculous I do like the the cinematography of him after he climbs back up out of the pit, and uh, he's just holding the shotgun out, and the camera tracks with his arm as he just like pans over the crowd, basically. And he he says that famous line like, "This is my boomstick." <laughs> yeah. Um, that is that is an interesting scene. Uh, in that I like how they shot that. I will say my favorite scene is when they're like, the pit, the pit, drag him to the pit. And then they throw the random dude into the pit, and then, like, everyone stops, and they're waiting with bated breath, right, and just dead silent. And then this, like, geyser of blood comes out. And then they throw him in the pit. And it's just the lady punching people. (laughs) Yep. That, that was that, good because I, I i did put that together where i was just like this lady's just like hand to hand find them and i go where'd the fucking geyser of blood come from <laughs> i i will say my favorite scene for the memes was him putting together his robotic chainmail hand and then saying my favorite catchphrase which i forgot to mention from the second movie which is groovy groovy Groovy. <laughs> yeah. 
I want to. I do love stick and groovy. Just I want to. I want to correct my rating of Evil Dead Two to a groovy out of ten. Oh, a groovy seven point. What was it? Three. Yeah. A groovy seven point three. Yeah, groovy. Um. Yeah, I do love that aspect of like. I'm just going to have this blacksmith make me like a cyberpunk <laughs> steel hand that works like a hand would. Yeah. It's just fun. No, I, I love that. That was a very creative aspect that I love of that. Like they, they were like, yes, the chainsaw hand is great, but let's like take it up a notch. And he just like full on forges a robotic chainmail hand in the 13th century. Yeah. Like, yeah, this like, checks out. He's done this before. Well, uh, and I'm like, he, this. He's, <laughs> they they go over that he was just like a cashier at a fucking at fucking S Mart, and yet somehow he has like he has like a full on engineering background where he can create a chainmail hand and a fucking like like he could re-engineer his car to work with a fucking propeller on but the front. They, they make jokes about it too, like when he's like tinkering with it, and uh, was it Judith? I think comes in. Oh yeah, yeah. Is her name Judith? Did uh, I just... Judith, Sheila, Sheila, Sheila. Okay, so Sheila comes in and she's like, "Can I help you?" And he's like, "Your primitive mind couldn't comprehend." Yeah, yeah. Uh, molecules, and, yeah. Alloy. <laughs> yeah, and he just like trails off because he realizes he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love I love how he treats everybody like. They're just like toddlers, and he's like he's like all knowing because he's from the future. Yeah, yeah. And how they just like talk to that respect, and you're just like, yes, this is how I want to be when I go to the past. Yeah, y'all just little babies. Yeah, which is kind of like an aspect of his character that carries over from the second movie, right? Because in that second half of the second movie, it's like he's the only guy that knows what's going on, and he becomes this like. He actually does become a bit of a hero, right? But like a very, uh, like giving the hero all the most like pig-headed attributes, right? Like egregiously hitting on women and then like falling in love with him for no reason, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's um, definitely commenting on that trope for sure. It's so over the top that it it's played to such like humorous result like i love it because it's the kind of thing that, like you couldn't do nowadays because some ding dong on like tw twitter form x formerly twitter twitter x would be like flex mm, i'm mad about this and then like th the fucking movie studio would have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie or something stupid you know um despite the fact that it's clearly a joke i mean I'm pretty sure that scene ends with him walking to the door with her and being like, give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> he, yeah, literally, that's he says that exact line. And she kisses him like she knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so second half. Okay. Yeah, second half. Well, let's say second third is like everything up to... So, like, him arriving at the windmill to him showing back up at the castle. Okay. So, yeah. You want me to so go, he, you want me he, to go first? Okay. Go first. <laughs> oh, oh. 
Okay. No, Scott. Scott. Scott's got it. Scott's got oh, it. Oh no, I was just gonna say. So yeah, you have you have him go on his crusade to find the Necronomicon because he is. He's he's the the promised one. He's the promised one. He goes on. Um, quest. So yeah, so he shows up to the windmill and has this. I, it was such a fever dream of a scene <laughs> where he is <laughs> being accosted. I, I, I don't even want to say it's a fight because at first he's like not even really fighting back. He's literally just getting accosted by many tiny versions of himself. Yes. So um, the yeah. fight starts with him like breaking a mirror and then all of his reflections coming out. Pop out, yeah. Um, and they, they proceed to him. fight. <laughs> Until one of them like jump like like uh, shoves itself down his fucking throat, <laughs> and, and then boiling water to kill it. <gasps> yeah. I also I love when he's still fighting the little ones, and he takes the fork and just like spears one to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Because then, because then he had to play the little guy who speared to the wall. Is just like oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love the fact that Bruce came out to play all this. And, like, it's not yeah. played for horror whatsoever. It's, like, fully no. 100% slapstick humor. Like, well, I was going to say, it, it gets it's to just the... for the lulls, for the memes. It, it's it, as close to a live-action Looney Tune as you can get. Yeah, it really climaxes when the second version of himself pop, like starts to pop out of his body. He's got, like... Uh, he's almost like a conjoined twin well, from the shoulder. Where... That's where it starts to get a little weird, right? Is where, like, he drinks the water, kills the one inside, and then his arms yeah. start itching, and then he fucking rips his shirt open, and there's an eyeball there, and you're like, oh, no, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then it's... Uh, the, the, I feel like it's... it's It literally is, like... Um, uh, what is it? Like, Three Stooges. That he's, he's, like, performing his own Three Stooges bit with himself. Or, like, the bad version of himself that's, like, growing out of him when they're, like poking each other's eyes and just like doing some nonsense oh yeah yeah I mean you straight up get I mean it's later on in this section but at the end of the cemetery scene whenever all the skeletons are coming up you straight up get that three stooges bit where it's like tries to poke him in the eyes he blocks it yeah sticking his hand between 100%. the fingers but then like two hands come and poke him in the eyes yeah yeah um this whole section is like where you realize that the movie is fully leaning into the humorous aspect. Yeah. It's but, like from this point on, like you won't predict how silly we're going to go with this shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah buddy. And I'm here for silly. it. He gets it. there. He finds the Necronomicon or he finds the 3 and he has to go through a he has to go through a whole the whole prize. Um, and then he forgets the words. And, and then, he's like, "Yeah, I got it, dude." No, I yeah. said the words. <laughs> yeah. And then all the fucking skeletons start coming up. Yep. Uh, uh, the, uh, what is this like, Nictu Barata? <laughs> yeah. And then him, he just stands there, looks around. He's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna take the book now. All right, uh, I did it. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a like. If you got sent back to that time, like, 
it is over the top silly, but it is also something where you're like, I'd probably fuck it up somehow. Yeah. And like, he yeah. fucks it up. <laughs> yeah. Despite um, being the one guy that can do it correctly, he fucks it up. <laughs> yeah. No. And then, uh, yeah. And then you have Bad Ash. I think he is what he referred to himself as. Yes. Rise oh from the God. grave and put himself back together. Just to co- to finish talking about that fight where he's fighting with himself yeah. uh, after the twin grows fully out of him and then uh god what the fuck is he saying he's like goody two shoes goody two shoes goody two shoes oh. yeah so over the top yeah um badass and then they give him that fucking hardest stone line that just like good ash bad ash or good guy, bad guy. I'm the guy with the gun. Bam! <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> they interject the most American line ever. By the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to what I was saying, like these movies have a very American identity. Like I'm gonna show 100%. up here. I know more than all you fucking primitives. I have a gun and a chainsaw hand. I'm gonna fake it till I make it, motherfuckers. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then people like him. People legitimately like him, you know? Like, yeah. before he has even gone down into the pit, the one blacksmith dude is like, what a shame, you know? What a yeah. shame we're going to throw this guy down in the pit. That's like the look on his face. Or yeah. even like Henry the Red is like, oh, lad, don't think they're going to listen, you know? Like that kind of stuff. And it's like, there's this camaraderie that just like builds around him just because he has such a like magnetic persona right yeah and bruce campbell pulls that off really well yeah i wonder how much of him is like truly in that character because it seems like a lot i was gonna say probably a lot this uh, i mean it's like one of his first like this one of his first like major characters or major films i mean he was in he was in the first one it was, that was uh i believe his first feature role and uh yeah, yeah it was because other than that he was just in he had recurring characters in hercules and xena back in like the what was that like 90s early 90s i think yeah um he was he also was in, in burn notice xena was early 90s god damn yeah i think so as far as films go the only thing he was in before evil dead was another sam raimi probably a short film i'm assuming it doesn't have any critic score it's just called within the woods and there's not yeah, a whole lot that known was, about it that was the, the yeah matt you want to explain it yeah that that is the like their test film that they they put out uh, to, it's like to it's like a pilot investors. to Evil yeah Dead. yeah essentially okay. you would call it a proof of concept makes sense okay proof of concept uh another little bit of sam raimi i wouldn't call that here. you would a little bit but of sam raimi trivia here uh, Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess were both made by his production company. Ah. Well, no wonder he, he found his way. I mean, that's the thing about Hollywood, baby. Is who you know. And Lucy Lawless, who plays Xena, is a pretty major character in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Huh. And she's still hot, by the way. She's Ooh. still got it going on, brother. Wait, who's this you're talking 
I don't like how you're calling me, brother. Xena, warrior princess, Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless, I don't know. She's a New Zealand actress. Huh. Y'all don't know who Lucy Lawless is? Nope. Yeah. Did you never watch? Dude, what the f- Oh, shit. She's- She is Xena, warrior princess. Yeah, I know. I, I know that. Hey, she, she was like in Minions with the Rise of Gru, though. I do know that much. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Thanks. <laughs> the more you know. Um, I oh, she's Diane from Parks and Rec. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. through her IMDb. I was like, uh, she, was I, a, she was in Eurotrip. Apparently. Okay. Any other movies or shows? Been a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know. She's Lucy you're Wallace. A, you're a trip. You're a trip. You're a trip. You're a trip. Your mom. Anyway. Uh, okay. So to the next act. Or the, right. the, 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 the final, final act. Third. The grand finale. Ash's evil clone is resurrected yes. as a, a grody undead man. And he's gross. Meatball face. Yeah. Um, and they have stolen Sheila and yes. turned her into a, a, a wicked witch kind of character. Yeah. And he has raised an army of skeletons and other undead. And it's the most like Warhammer fantasy-esque kind of shit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and my favorite part is all of the like stop motion skeletons. Oh like, yeah, same. So, like, <laughs> the skeleton rigs that are like close to the screens so that you can just like bounce the whole thing and it looks like they're marching. And then like the skeletons just fucking going to war. It's just such a fun, silly scene to me. And they're all saying stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. And then the, it's like, and it's so funny when they do like the close ups on the skeletons. It, it literally, I can, I can't actually see the man holding up that the torso of a skeleton, but you get the feeling. You're like, this is definitely just some dude just <laughs> swinging this thing around just to get some movement. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, it's hilarious. God, I fucking love it. Meanwhile, Ash back at the castle has been preparing for the siege. They know the army of darkness is coming. Um, he has using a chemistry 101 book uh showed the wise men how to make uh gunpowder basically or, or probably black powder is more accurate and yeah. they have made explosive arrows explosive charges for catapults they they're fucking set this is gonna be they're an american gold. final act <laughs> this is may 4th of fucking july out here they've got artillery brother Hit that Hauser up, baby. Hee um. God, dude, I fucking... It's so just silly. It's so silly. And then him and the blacksmith turning the car into, like, a death machine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
but just like the major weapon on it is just a big like, helicopter blade. Yeah, just with like two by fours. <laughs> the old lawnmower. And you get to see it just like slapping skeletons out of the way and like crushing skeletons. Um, yeah, which I love the way that they filmed it is just like you just have these scenes of obviously just straight up still mannequins that they <laughs> took this thing through. Yeah. Um, I also like when they finally start using the catapults, there's a scene where the, like the charge is coming in and then you just get this like close up of a skeleton who looks at the camera, his mouth opens and he goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yep. God damn it. <laughs> and he fucking explodes. <laughs> uh, and they've got the uh, the wheeled barricade things that archers would actually use or like crossbowmen would actually use. And they just fucking shoot them with the dynamite arrows and they explode. Wait, them. wait. Would they use it during the 1300s? That's a good question. I think they probably would have some variety of uh, like mobile cover like that. I'm not sure okay. if there were crossbows in the 1300s, but there were certainly well, bows. Well, this is this is also my thing. I'm pretty sure they specifically say the 13th century, yeah, which so would have been the 1200. Yeah, which which also makes me think oh, that it's kind of a plot yeah. hole that they it's kind of a plot hole that they tell him to take six drops, one for each century, because that would put him like like technically with the extra one he drinks at the end, he would have gone back to the proper time and not a hundred years into the future. I don't know if you caught that. It's a little bit of a little bit of a plot uh, hole there. Uh, I did not catch that. So that's yeah. That's the yeah. beauty of these watching these things in three different perspectives, though. It's like yeah. everybody's looking for different uh, shit. Yeah. If. But. Yeah. Different no. ass shit. I honestly think the design of most of the stuff too at the end is pretty cool. Like all the the skeletons have like different eras of armor on. Uh, there's yeah. like a Roman looking one at one point. Um some of the dudes in the castle have like the inaccuracy of the armor is funny to me because uh, one of them has like a Salet which is a helmet from like Salet France that was only used for like about a hundred years in France and they weren't particularly common <laughs> um, there's just like all sorts of little details like that that if you really want to nitpick it you're like ooh but then like this it's so fun the whole fucking scene is so fun he's having a stop he's having a fight with a stop motion uh skeleton version clone of himself at the end of the movie like <laughs> it's it's insane all of it's insane and over the top and just a fucking rockish joyous ride the entire time yeah i i enjoyed it especially at the very end when he uh, he just catapults his his skeletonized duplicate version of himself the 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 bad the bad ash catapults bad ash on top of a a bag of explosives yeah he fucking rolls up off. yeah oh and you can't forget the the like train horn his little train horn head right before he gets flung <laughs> very slapsticky yeah it's just, oh yeah i didn't even think about that 
Yeah, the the top the top of his skull just pops up. He yeah, up a little. Yeah. I did catch that. I was like, I fucking love this. There's so many like little cartoony moments in this. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and then yeah, like we said, he goes back to the proper time, and um... well, not he doesn't actually go back to the proper time. He goes too far into the future. Okay, well, he ends up in the time that he left from, and uh, he finds himself working in S-Mart again, and he, it's revealed he fucking said the words wrong again, and he, uh... Wait, is that, is that what, wait, is that the ending you got? Yeah. Did I watch a different version? Why? How's it in for you? He, he takes one too many drops of the thing and he ends up in the future like what <laughs> yeah what What are you what? what are you talking about yeah the one I watched which I don't know where I watched it on he he's like going to do the drops and he gets to five and then he gets distracted because like he blows up the entrance of the cave and he, he hears something, like, outside, or, like, the, the rocks are still crumbling, so he gets distracted. After five, then he goes back to do it, and he goes, he goes five again, and then he goes six. So he actually takes seven. What and the then fuck? he oh, sleeps how, through wait, that. How does it end? So he wakes up, and he, like, walks out, and he's like, ah, yes, like, plastic, manufactured material. And he's, like, looking around, there's just, like shopping carts and random shit sitting at the edge of the cave it's like all to cover that he looks out and it's just like a wasteland of like monuments and stuff Holy that are wrecked shit, yeah and it's, it's like, like post-apocalyptic whole... i don't the original that. ending is different yeah i don't is that the original ending i watched or is is no what... he like shoot he like he ends up back in smart and then he yeah there's evil dead the deadites come back and he yeah, well, just like kills uh, one and then I don't know. kisses some snitch. I don't know what version you were watching, but yeah, like this is saying that this was the like alternate ending for it. So the one that Matt and I saw, which is like he ends up back in the right time and he's in S Mart and then he like is telling the story to Sam Raimi, by the way. Uh and then a lady turns around and she's like possessed and then he fucking like uh, blows her away. Uh, no, because that's why I was saying with like my whole thing is like he takes so, like the ending I had he takes one too many drops so he takes seven but that would actually get him back to the time where he was from because he was in the 12th he was in the 1200s he would have taken seven and gone to the, the 1900s but they like they did it where he like ends up in the future in this one. So yeah, huh. I, I watched the alternate ending, I guess. Now I gotta now now I feel like I gotta go back and watch the original ending. Where did you watch it at? I I found a random streaming site that has it for free. Uh interesting. Oh. Well yeah, that's why it's, it's included free. with Amazon Prime. Oh. I don't know why it uh, Now you gotta watch it again. Yep. Alright, let's let's come back next week and redo this episode. That's crazy, oh, dude. Yeah, I'll just I'll watch the. Uh... I just watched it and it was like crazy. I can't believe. How was it? I it never was... would have known about that if uh, if you hadn't mentioned it. Yeah. Hey, good good thing good thing I watched it on that site then. Now you guys know. 
It's a thing. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, oh, this has oh, this has the original ending in it too, huh? It has both endings. So you like slapstick stuff? Hey, me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, dude, I love physical comedy. I do improv. <laughs> dude, you know what you'd if like? If the scene's not working, flop on the stage. <laughs> You know what you would like, then? What? Scott, do you know what I'm going to say? What? He like he likes slapstick stuff. He likes, like, silly physical comedy. What? What are you going to say? What, what show should I recommend him? You're going to recommend him a show? Or, yeah. What should I recommend him? Are you going to recommend him One Piece? <laughs> I'm not watching One Piece. I'm not watching One Piece ever. Yes, and that's... You're wrong for that. You're just wrong for that. It's a hill I'm going to die on. I only watch certain kinds of anime, okay? And it's got to have Gundam in the name, or it's got to have Baki in the name, or it's got to have Jojo in the name, okay? That's it. You're fucking up, That's all I watch. Actually, you know what's funny? A coworker the other day, she was like, do you watch romantic anime? And I just fucking laughed. I laughed so damn hard. I was like, there's no zero romance in this show. No one has ever asked me if I watch romantic anime before. I'm, yeah, that's true. I'm like, is I, that really honestly, a huge genre? I like, I, yeah, dude, that's a huge genre. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. I'm not, I'm, I'm on a different plane of existence when it comes to anime i guess i mean it's like slice of life anime like what kind of fucking nerd needs to sit down and watch a slice of life anime not me i want to watch the big fucking robot anime or i want to watch the guys who are too jacked for reality beat the shit out of each other that's what i want to watch i like i like all anime you know what i'm just you know all right, so you guys know that Army of Darkness was supposed to be Medieval Dead, right? Uh, no. Why Why did they not name it that? That would be a great name. I think it's a bit. Oh, fair. Damn. I do think that that's where the story came from, though. Is someone went, what about Medieval Dead? And then they all laughed and went, <laughs> yeah, we're going to make that now. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, for sure. All right, score out of 10. For me? Yep. Nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, dude, I'm not kidding. I really like this movie. But this is like, you gotta keep, you gotta understand that this is like an Andrew moment where I'm like, I know that most people nowadays won't like this movie, but this 100% hits what I want. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, yeah. this is actually probably my favorite out of all three, and I'm gonna give it an 8.5. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight, eight, two, eight point two three. Matt, you're fucking dead to me. I'm gonna fucking kill you, dude. Obvious. Give it a better score. Oh. All right, an eight point three two. All right, I'll take it. You're welcome. Um. If this was your favorite movie out of the three, I highly recommend you guys watch Ash vs. Evil Dead. 
Um, yeah. Okay. I, I was playing on it. I love that show. I was okay because we don't have it like an after show to usually an after the movies show to talk about. Um, I am just gonna like tell you guys about this. Uh, so Ash is like not an old man, but like significantly older now, and uh, uh-huh. he's he's still working at S Smart. Uh, but it kind of takes the tropes of like the grizzled old veteran, right? Who would be Ash, and then they give him like the plucky sidekick, you know, which is his friend Pablo, and then uh, then there's like the kind of like badass moody female character. Uh, oh shoot, what's her name? Uh, anyway, so that's like your your main three, right? They do that classic uh sitcom sort of setup where it's like two guys and a girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then and one cut, dude. It just like. The humor fucking hits for me. Uh, I know Shelby really likes it, and that says a lot because she and I have like pretty significantly different tastes in humor. Uh, uh-huh. I'm funny. She's not. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> debatable. That's debatable. <laughs> we can move on. That's debatable. We can move on. All right. Matt thinks I'm funny. Okay. Matt's wife doesn't think I'm funny. She thinks I'm offensive. Yes. Very true. She's not wrong. She's very correct in that take. Yeah, but I'm also correct. <laughs> I know. We just don't <laughs> We just don't know it. We're just know? correct in different colors, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Her color closed-minded and not accepting. My color open-minded and liberal. Oh my god. Okay, I'm let's gonna, move away I'm from this. Bomb it. I'm gonna bomb it. Um, anyway. Um, what, was I, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, We're Ash vs. Evil Dead. Ash Ash Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead yeah, and your, so, how you like it and how you're... Yeah. And how Shelby also likes it. Yeah, Shelby also yes. likes it. Um, whenever I was first watching through the Evil Dead stuff... Uh, I don't think I really fell in love with Evil Dead as a like series until I watched the show after everything else. Um, yeah. Like it really cemented in my mind my like love of these movies and that show. Uh, also, I've probably got this on you guys. I have also seen Evil Dead Live, which is like the the stage performance. Have you guys seen that? Uh, nope. So, uh, it's, oh, Evil Dead the Musical. That's what it is. Um, it's basically Evil Dead 2, but done as a musical. I love it. Uh, I got to hear the music now. I loved it. Uh, something that Bruce Campbell actually said about it was the great thing about Evil Dead the Musical is that the dollar amount for production doesn't matter whatsoever because if it's really cheap that almost makes it better (laughs) (laughs) 
um just because like it is so silly and like evil dead 2 being played even sillier like doesn't harm it you know uh but yeah a lot of time you'll see it in like community theaters or like performing arts centers or you know all sorts of like Mm -hmm. goofy places um pretty sure you can just look up eviledeadthemusical.com and it'll show you like where where it's being performed uh nationally um because i don't know if many people know this but uh the way theaters work is that like if you are with a theater or whatever you have a theater troupe all you have to do is like pay for the rights to put a performance on um oh interesting yeah so some places are better about that some places are worse uh as far as like who you're licensing shows from um but yeah so it's really cool it's not like there's a set cast and they travel around or something like it's you'll see different people no matter where you go um it's really cool really fun highly recommend that if you live in america because i don't see any international shows here um but yeah know what i mean yeah well ash vs evil dead i will probably start it yeah uh if you got matt did you enjoy this if if you if we wanted you back did you want to come back yeah i want to come back no you can't don't let him okay scott's jealous so you'll you guys will have to take turns it's kissing all right me it's all right kisses better then that person gets to stay on the show <laughs> maybe i can be a buyer yeah. tri-weekly um, hey, you, like, you be on here as much as you want uh, well, you sure if you want uh, I'll just put this out there. Next week, we are diving back into Lovecraftian horror. So we're going to be watching The Void from 2016, The Lighthouse from 2019, and uh, I said Hellraiser, but if you guys know of like another Lovecraft I want to watch Hellraiser because I haven't seen Hellraiser before. Yeah, have, seen, have you seen okay. Lovecraft Country? Yeah, I am not a fan of that. Really? I do. I just did not enjoy it. Wow. Okay. I watched like three or four episodes and I bailed. I was like, ah, this isn't for me. It was fucking tense. That's a tense show. It just didn't do it for me. The Void, The Lighthouse, Hellraiser. All right. I got it on my list. Yeah. The new Hellraiser or the old one? Because I did see the new one. Okay. Hellraiser featuring your girl, dude. Your girl. <laughs> girl. Huh? Who's my Who's my girl? What's girl. her name from Stranger Things? Oh, um, um, Winona Ryder. Is that her? Yeah. Winona Ryder. Yeah, what Winona is she Ryder. Hellraiser? I don't know. Void. No, I think it's Ashley Lawrence. Oh. Yeah, then, it's Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, she's basically done like all of the Hellraiser movies. <laughs> but she kind of looks like Winona Ryder. Someone forgive me. No, she does not. Get out of what town. What are you talking about, dude? 
She kind of no. looks like her. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right. I'll take pull it. Up, okay, pull up Ashley Lawrence, 1987 versus Winona Ryder, 1987. Do it. Do it now. All right, okay. so anyway, those are the three movies we're going to be watching. Uh, if Matt's cool, he'll come back. If he's a freaking loser, he'll fucking check out or whatever, you know? Hey, we already lost one co-host. I'm pretty... We lost one permanent guest. R.I.P. Oh, that's right. R.I.P. Tom. R.I.P. Tom. Tom from, from MySpace? No, no, we lost him to football season. Our boy Tom. Uh, what's uh, we, his we, team? We won't... We won't. We won't Tom, give him a last name. Tom Machiavelli. Him. Oh yeah, Tom Machiavelli. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what happens uh, to the best of us? Our, Football our season short little Italian friend. Oh, Tommy boy. Goodbye. Uh, Tom. Yeah. What he said. Well. All right, well, that's all I got. That brings us to the end of the episode. If you're still here, thanks for listening around. Thanks for yeah. laying your eyeballs on our auditory little noises we make. Thanks for letting me dance around your little your little ear holes. Yep. Thanks for letting us little uh, make little kissing noises in your ears. Um, as always, you're music, a good boy. You're a good music girl. Is from Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Yes, that listen. is correct. It's Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. He's on Spotify. He's on YouTube. He's in a bunch of different places, man. And uh, PSA, uh, bats can see just fine. Jeez. True. They they just, because they're hunting in what the dark, the they have to use like a location. What the fuck are you talking about? Bats what can the see, fuck are you talking about? Bats can see fine. They have to use like a location. Who was talking about Bats. Carl you said white bats, white bat bro. Audio. White bat audio. Oh my god, dude! I'm talking about Carl. Yeah, Carl yes. can see just fine. Carl oh Casey, really what I was ultimately getting done. I um, love you. Good night. Wait, we didn't plug our Patreon. Oh yeah, we also have a Patreon. Bad Pipes Podcast. Patreon.com forward slash Bad Pipes Podcast. Patreon.com forward slash Bad Pipes Podcast. Patreon.com Bad Pipes Podcast. Good night. I love you. Thanks for having me. Bye.